Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Angel Athletics with your one only host, Tyler Angel. And today I'm going to be going through my first, second, and third team All-American. And just breaking down a little bit why I made some of my decisions. Some of them were pretty difficult in my opinion. Some of them were extremely hard. So, this is how I've been looking at the first, second, third team. Now I'm just looking at the one that... Most people in CBS have agreed with. Um, really, I feel like it wasn't that difficult to like look at it. The first team, I would say, I think the first team really has five guys. That if you're leaving them off, you're stupid. Now, I think everyone was a little confused with who you picked from Gonzaga. I think Corey Kispert's the right decision. So I'm just going to go through the team, my first team, which I agree with just about everyone. Luca Garza, obviously my national player of the year. Runner-up for me was Io DeSumo. Then in the order was Kate Cunningham, Jared Butler, and Corey Kisper. And those were all ranked in the order of where I felt like they deserved. So let's just start with Garza. Obviously one of the most decorated players in college basketball history. All right, so... Luca played 31 games this year. He averaged 24.1 points, 8.7 total rebounds, and almost two assists, doing 55% from the field and 44% from three, and 70% from the line. Luca is not a great defensive player. He's not a great NBA prospect. No offense to him, no offense to his family, nothing like that. It's not meant to offend him. It's just saying that. You can be one of the best college players, practically, I'm not going to say ever, but one of the greatest college players in a long time, without being a great NBA prospect. He's 20, he led a team to 22-9, one of the worst defensive teams in the country, really, but great offensive team. They lost the second round of the tournament, which is unfortunate for him. But, I mean, he won player of the year, so it's not really that affected his case. I just want to touch on something about Luka Garza. He's a two-time All-Big Ten, consensus All-American this year, two-time Big Ten Player of the Year. Alright, he averaged 12 points this first year, 13 second year, 24 is next year. Luca Garza was committed to getting better. And you could see that points only of his junior, early in his junior year. They have, I was like, alright, this kid's okay, right? He became so much more polarizing and better. I just want to look at something. Say something. He went from taking one point one and a half three stream to three almost three and a half. And guess what? He went from three four eight, two nine two, thirty-five percent, and forty-four percent. He was a guy that gapped and knew how to gap and how to get better. I think success career ended like didn't he is a year to come back if he wants I don't think he is he didn't seem like he's very interesting crying at your last game doesn't make you seem like you're interested in coming back it makes you seem like you're committed and that you love everything about your program that you worked with and good for him really good for him alright so the next guy on my list is I assume I assume he played 20 games this year 
averaged 20.1 points, 6.3 rebounds, and 5 assists. I assume is a guard. I don't know if he was a point guard. In my opinion, he's a shooting guard. But this year, he played like a point guard. I think in previous years, he played. He didn't play like a point guard. He won the Big, 20, Big Ten Tourney MVP this year. He was Big Ten All-Freshman team career, and he was a two-times All-Big Ten kid. Last year, he was good. This year, he was great. He changed. Here, this is just my my way of showing you that he improved. Went from 35% from three, 29% from three, and 38% at his last year. He got two more free throws per game, shooting a way better clip, almost almost 10% better. Averaged four four more points than he did last year, three and a half basically. Shot more efficient from the field, two more attempts per game. Two more minutes more. Um, here, I'm sorry. Okay, so I see him play point guard at the game of He kind of did, but he didn't fully. I don't really think he played point guard ever. He He's just the primary ball handler at all times. He went from 3.3 assists to 3.3 assists to 5.3. The kid made strides in this game. He got hit in the face this year, and I thought, damn. This kid's career is going to be over. This kid's not a quitter. He came back, or just bundled off, and almost let his damn team to win to sign good. Freaking Sister G came in and ruined it all. They were 24 7 this year. As a Michigan fan, I don't think they deserve the Big Ten title, but they do. That's up to them what they think. I think that Michigan. In Illinois, both were very good teams. They play again. I think Michigan wins all three of those games. It was Penn State, Indiana, and Northwestern, all teams that they beat. So, Illinois fans, we can get out of that in our day. That's up to you guys. But, <laughs> really, I just think he really stroke, he really worked his butt off to get there. And I'm happy he got it. All right, well, next guy was a freshman year, consensus freshman year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. This kid Cunningham. I mean, 2021 All Big 12, Big 12 Player of the Year, 20, Big 12 Tourney MVP, or no, All Big, my bad. 2012, or Big 12, I'm sorry, Big 12 Rookie of the Year, and Big, Big 12 All Freshman. 27 games this year, Kate Cunningham averaged 20 points, 6 rebounds, 3.5 assists. 43 from the field, 40 from three, 84 from the line. This guy's gonna be a, well, could, he could be one of the best pros that we wherever you see. I don't know if he will be, but he is so dang good. It's hard to pick against him. He averaged four turnovers. Now that is something we have to talk about because it's bad. It is bad. But you know playing 36 minutes per game almost, being the primary ball handler, taking 15 shots a game. This, those things are going to happen. He shot 40% from three. And for a freshman in the Big 12, it's how he's playing the Big East. No offense to Big East teams. Actually, that's the big... Sorry. It's like he's playing with the Mac. 
no offense to Mac teams again. He almost averaged two steals a game, a block a game. Uh, he's a pretty efficient player. I was actually, okay, he was efficient for being a point guard that played on the team. I don't think was as good as I ever thought. 21-9, fifth in Big 12, made to the, I believe it was the, did they make it? I'm sorry, they made it to second round of the morning. You know, that's tough. I hate to forget to you, that's tough. Oklahoma State, they were good in the tournament. They weren't good anywhere else. But look at these guys that he carried to this position. They have one guy, Mongrief, num- ranked number 94 in the same class as Cunningham, and Rondell Walker, who was ranked thir- 76th. Well, Walker averaged 7.6. Like, I'm sorry, Moncrief averaged 9. Now he averaged 5 rebounds, so props up to Moncrief. But no one else on this team was that good. He carried them boys. He carried them. He made those guys look a lot better than they were. Alright, so then the next player in my rankings is Jerry Butler. Jared Butler averaged seven, 16.5 points this year. Great stats. Four assists and three rebounds. 46 from the field, 40 from three. People are going to ask me why. Because Baylor had a better year. Kate Cunningham outperformed this kid. No, no problem with it either. But Kate Cunningham was a better player than Jared Butler this year. Nothing against him. He just was. Jared Butler, a phenomenal defensive player. Two steals game. Oh, that's great defense. If you get two steals, good for you. You have five assists per game. Pretty good. Not better than Cade. Not as many rebounds. Cade, not as many points. But he wasn't asked to do as much. I'll give that to him. He was more efficient from the field from Cade, not from the three. Not from the free throw line. Jeez, Jared Butler worked his butt off for this team. Their points this Baylor season where we all talked about, oh, Baylor's done, Baylor's done, Baylor's done. That's all I heard. And I'll admit, it wasn't from Gary Parrish, it was from Matt Noir, it wasn't from Mark Titus, it wasn't from his buddy T, it wasn't from, it wasn't from uh, G. Will. It wasn't from Dockage. It wasn't from anyone important. It was from guys online talking their crap. But I mean, he's a baller. He kept that team alive and good for him. Alright, the final guy on my first team is Corey Gisbert. Um, Corey, obviously, part of the third no undefeated Gonzaga team, which could be, which is in the, by the way, just dimensions in the final four. I did those picks earlier if you want to check those out. Corey averaged 19 points a game. He averaged 5 rebounds a game and averaged 1.7 assists. Corey Gisbert. Now I don't know who I want between those two first, but I'm up to say it's a tie for fourth. A tie for those two up fourth. That's what I'm going to say. Gisbert shut the ball from the field. Especially well from the 345%. That's insane. 88% from the line. 
The only knock on Kispert, Kispert to me was Butler played on that team with that th- that three head monster, but that three head monster is not as good as Drew Timmy and Jalen Suggs. I think also I think Kispert, I think Jared Jared uh, Butler made his money by doing himself. I think a lot of Kispert's opportunities come off him catching the ball and shooting shooting the ball. And that'll be important. But I still think that they he benefited more. A great player, the reunion team. But those two guys I think for me are tied for fourth. And that's my first team. Uh, Stay tuned for the second team. I'll be back very soon. Thank you. Alright, hey guys, I'm back. Now I'm going my second team. And really, I'm not that far off from the real APL American teams. But my sixth best player in college basketball right now was actually the seventh guy in his recruiting class. So unbelievable how they pick up on this. Was... Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga, obviously the third you know team. Something in high school in in uh, Minnesota was a four-star football player. As everyone probably knows, it's a pretty known fact now. When I found it a year ago, I thought it was pretty cool. But uh, really, played 28 games this year. He averaged 14 points. Five and a half rebounds and four and a half assists. He shot a fifty percent from the field and thirty-three from the line. He missed two games this year, obviously because of injuries. He shot seventy-six from the line. This kid's gonna be a stud next level. But I know we're talking about this year. Um, obviously, was the freshman year in the West Coast Conference. West Coast Conference story MVP. West Coast Conference all. Freshman, all West Coast Conference, and he really is just—he's something else. That kid. People are gonna get mad at me because yes, he is at seven, at six. Seven will probably be Drew Timmy, but people are gonna be mad at me for that. But I just think this kid with his two steals a night, his defensive effort, his ability to lead the team. Geez, you know how hard it is to be a point guard. On an undefeated team. Like some people may think. Oh yeah. He's a kid. He's a kid. But you know. He's a baller. I mean. He's. He's just good. I just think. That without him. They're not. Obviously without Virginia. They're undefeated either. But I think he has more to do with it. I think they're both great players. I think they're really a toss-up. Just the Corey Kispert, Jared Butler situation that we talked about earlier. But now we're going to go into Butler and we're going to talk about him a little bit more. So the seventh best player in the country, in my opinion, is Drew Timmy. Average 19 points, 7.2 rebounds, and 2.3 assists. Shot 30% from 369 from the line. Nice. And 65 from the field. Obviously, I know his stats are rare. His stats are rare. His stats are rare. Tyler, how can you do this? How can you do this? Yeah. Whatever, dude. 
He's getting you .7 blocks and .7 steals a night. He's getting you 2.3 assists. He's catching the ball off Jalen Suggs' assist and putting the ball back up. That's not to discredit him. He's a great ball player. There's nothing taken away from that from him. But he is not better than Jalen Suggs, in my opinion. Jalen Suggs is a dog. Like, he fights. A little bit more than Drew Timmy, in my opinion. Please don't take this as me discrediting anything Drew Timmy does. I just personally feel like Jalen Suggs is a better player. And I'm really not because I have this guy that says playing college basketball. Alright, so this is where my list gets a little different. Number eight, I'm put Queen Grimes here. He averaged 18 points, six rebounds, and two assists. He's a six-five guard. I'd say shooting guard probably is what I have. That's what his position builds, but he is a goat. Like he's I'm sorry, I'm gonna say goat like that. He's just a great player. I just think that we don't credit him enough. I mean, dude, this kid, his team is throwing Kim Palmer right now. Without him, there's no way. The kid bad from the transfer portal, what can I say? He came from Kansas. Played well at Kansas. He was a bad player. But, right, five less minutes for him, which I know is probably not the biggest deal for him. But he was as efficient. His officially dropped off from last year a little bit. But his three-point shooting is so much better. He was taking five more shots a game, so you expect. The kid's going to steal in half a night. I think he's just a bucket getter. I think he does his job very well for that team. Without them, I don't, I don't think he's... Without him, I don't think they're very good. Not very good. I don't think they're half what they are, though. He makes a lot of teams. Alright, so I struggle with this next spot right here. Because there are three guys who I'm trying to find uh, these spots. Evan Mobley, who's averaging 16. Evan Mobley. Hunter Dickinson. And finally, um, sorry, I'm playing a little bit. On, I'm doing better right now. <laughs> um, the final guy, my list is Kofi Coburn. And I think I'm going to go with Evan Mobley. And there's a little bit of reason because of this. This is because Mobley's stats don't look better than Kofi Coburn's. They really don't. They look worse. But Evan Mobley was the guy on his team. He was the guy. And he, he went through moments where he looked sloppy, but he's a freshman. He was Pac-12 all-freshman. He was rookie of the year. He was all-defense. This kid's a monster. I don't think there was anyone that was going to stop him. I don't know. I think he's just a dog. He's a different animal. He's going to be... In my opinion, he might not be the best player at the next level. It matters what they play him as. I think he's a he's a center at the next level, in my opinion. He's on the by four phases. I thought he was so overrated coming in this year. And watching him play, he's not. He's just not. And I want him to be at points, but he's just not. 
I think that he carried this team pretty far. I mean, they went to the Sweet 16. Played Gonzaga. Like, we... Barley 8 beat Oregon. And then we're going to Gonzaga, which, I mean, that's a death sentence. Like, I'm not knocking anyone for losing to them. The next guy I'm going to go with. The 10th guy on this list is Kofi Coughlin. Or Kofi Coburn. Sorry, there's not a lot of debate about how you say his name. I don't personally actually know the real way. That's up to you how you want to say it. Um, he's a Big Ten all freshman kid. His freshman year, obviously. His sophomore year this year, he was very good. He's a very good ball player, as everyone knows. He was all Big Ten horny. He was all Big Ten. He averaged 17 points per game. I think that's phenomenal. He does what he does. He was assuming the ball 65% from the field. He was playing 27 minutes, too. He wasn't playing full games. His team was winning a lot, so he didn't have to. I think he's just a great player who fought. Tough loss. I don't know if he's leaving or what's the deal with him. But, I mean, he worked his butt off this season. And, really, just a great player. And that was my 10th player. That was my top 10. So, just to mark out my top 10, it's... Here, let me look at my list real quick. I'm sorry. Number one, Luke Garza. Number two, I assume. Number three is Kate Cunningham. Number four is Jerry Butler. Number five is Corey Kisper. Now, I said Butler and Kisper are pretty close. We call a tie. At number six, I have Jalen Suggs. At number seven, I have Jimmy. At number eight, I have Quentin Grimes. At number nine, I have Evan Mobley. At ten, I have Kobe Coburn. And that's my top ten. I'll be back with my last five in a couple minutes. So thank you. All right, guys, and here's my conclusion of this episode. We're going through the third team. So, I'm going to start with my 11th, in my opinion, the 11th best player in the country right now. And that player would be Cameron Krobig. Now, this is, people are going to come after me for this, I think. <laughs> but Cameron Krobig has been a baller since day one in this of his career. Obviously, Pro Loyola's run this year and last year. Here... Okay, so people are going to say, what made Cameron Crutwick different this year and last year? Well, obviously, I think the competition's a lot different. But Cameron Crutwick played less minutes this year, averaged one off from the same points, averaged less turnovers, which comes with less minutes, averaged more blocks and one less steals. I think, personally... He just was a baller for a good team. I think that just was enough respect. The next guy on my list is probably gonna, he's probably here for the same reason. Because he was a good player on a good team. He led his team to the Sweet 16, if I'm correct, yeah, Sweet 16. To a heartbreaking loss to Oregon State. I mean, he fought. He knew his best game. He's still a phenomenal player. He's going to play somewhere next year in the pros, probably. 
not in the NBA, I'm not talking about like that, but I think he's going to be a great overseas player. And, geez, he's just a good ball player, and he's living his life. Probably is the best player in that whole entire conference. I think that Cameron Crutwig is just a great figure in the sport. He's the player of the year in the MVC, Missouri Valley Conference. He's three-time MVC. He was the MVP of the tournament. And he was all-tournament Missouri Valley Conference this year. Averaging 15, 7, and 3, which I know his stats are the greatest. I just think he is such a good player. He's really just a guy you need. Think without Cameron Courtwood, that team's not anything really. So for him, he carried that team. And this would get him on this list at number 11. Number 12 is a guy that was second All-American for AP. Personally, I disagree. I don't think he's as good as everyone says. He's a great player, though. Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, obviously. Averaged 14.1 points this year, 7.4 rebounds and one assist. 50, 60% for the field, basically. 74th line. Really? Dickinson had 1.4 blocks. Think of a Dickinson me. Which guys couldn't stop him this year? If he's a four-year player, guys are going to stop that kid. He has one move. And he was filled with talent. I want to see him play where he doesn't have Isaiah Livers, Franz Wagner, Mike Smith, Eli Brooks, Brian Johns Jr., Shawnee Brown, Austin Davis behind him. Because Austin Davis, as a Michigan fan, points. I was like, oh, put Austin. Put Austin. Austin's playing Bryce. Austin would do this. Austin would do that better. And I think he sort of, Dickinson sort of proved that. He got shut down in a lot of big moments this year. Sometimes he begged for the ball. Sometimes he didn't want it as much. And I mean, that's a college big man for you. Motor, motor, motor. I know it's such a big part of the sport. I know so many people talk about it. All right. So the 13th guy on my list right now is I'm going to go with... Here, let me get the name real quick. Sorry, I know the name. I'm just <laughs> want to get stats out. Obviously, from out out of Oral Roberts, this guy not a lot of people have on their list, but this is Maxi Abbas. He's a sophomore, six one guard. The kid averaged twenty five points. He's put a year in the Summit, All Summit League, Summit Twenty MVP, All Summit Tournament. First team. He averaged four assists, three point two rebounds, twenty five points. Basically, it's twenty five. I'd say that's why I count that. <laughs> Thirty seven minutes a game. Carried single handedly. Oh, no, not single handedly, because he had a great teammate right next to him, held him the whole time. But jeez, he's a baller, a baller. He shot forty three percent for the three, and the amount of shots he's taken. That's hard. He took eight threes a game from a shooting that clip. Oh, my God. I don't think there's a player 
who I would rather have one-on-one right now. Like, regardless of size. He's a skilled dude. Really showed why he's there. Alright, so we got two spots left. At number 14, I'm going with Davian Mitchell from Baylor. Davian was Big 12 defense player of the year. At 14 points and 5 assists, too. He was player of the year at 6 2. Six two. Shot 45 from the 3, 52. I just think that Baylor was so good for a lot of reasons. But him being on that team was the biggest one. Without him, they're not they're not it. They're just not as good. He changes everything. I mean everything. I think that that is just something that he did that was incredible. Alright. So I struggled with this last guy. I really did. Some of the guys I had this between were Macy Oteed. I had this between Isaiah Isaiah Livers and you know Isaiah Livers is on that line probably one of my favorite players of all time in college basketball because I'm a Michigan fan. Chris Rotte is number 15 on my list. I think that has to be it. He averaged 17 points a game. It was all Pac-12, all Pac-12 defensive team. Um, averaged five boards a game, 2.7 assists. He played on a team that the tournament was very, very good. Now it's hard for him. That course game had the year had to end that way. But USC is such a good team. They really are. And even Devarche's last game, he put up twenty one. I mean, the kid was fighting till the end. I think Devarche is the perfect fifteenth player in this list, and I think that that ends my list very well. Sir Herb Jones, I'm sorry, Michio Teague, and Isaiah Livers. I think Franz Wagner is also going to go for Michigan Bias, though. All right, so this is my list, my thoughts. Luke Gars at one. I would assume at two. Kate Cunningham at three. Four, I put as a tie between Butler and Kispert. Six, I had Jalen Suggs. Seven, I had Drew Timmy. Eight, I had Quinn Grimes. Nine, I had Evan Mobley. Ten, I had Kofi Coburn. So I believe at 11, I had Cameron Cartwig. At 12, I had Hunter Dickinson. At 3, I had, I had Max Abbas, I believe. Yes, that should be it. Yes, Max Abbas. At 14, I had Damian Mitchell. 15, I had Chris Jarte. The honorable mentions are Isaiah Livers, Trace Jackson Davis. Is our guy I want to throw out there. Um, another guy I would like to throw out there, Macy Oteague, Trevion Williams, 
all these guys, great players, and it sucks that they make it. But their team, some of their teams weren't as good. Some of them weren't even the best players on their teams, which hurt them. But overall, I like this list. If you guys think like this, thank you for listening. I hope you guys are having a great day. Keep going through. I know the championship's coming up soon. We're all very excited. I think this episode will be coming out on Saturday, the 3rd, right before the championship games is when I plan to post this one. So hopefully everyone's happy, having a great day, and thank you for watching. See you next time.